just want to thank everyone for the support because it's you know it's just nice to know that people aren't just listening once and then completely cutting it off and people are actually coming back for a little bit more so hopefully we can continue to uh oh you know yeah. intrigue people absolutely thank you everyone it's nice to know that people are are interested in what we've got to say we're just a generic couple of guys that's it <laughs> wow welcome to this week's edition of the generic football show this week in the blue corner city stick six past chelsea putting them out of the top four cardiff topple southampton and move above them and out of the bottom four and in the red corner liverpool keep the two horse race hot with a 3-0 win as do man united who move into the top four and also will i make it 3-0 in this week's red versus blue quiz Okay, so uh, I guess we start at um, the top of the table because um, it's looking, it's very much looking like a two-horse race. And I say that very, uh, I don't know, it's hard. If Tottenham weren't notorious bottle jobs, then would we consider them to be part of the title race? Two minutes and 40 seconds in, and <laughs> I completely disagree with you already. <laughs> <laughs> This is a free horse race. Whether Tottenham fans like it or not, this is a free horse race. Interesting. Five points behind the top two. They've got to come to both Anfield and the Etihad. Mm-hmm. And they've won 11 of their 13 away games this season. So you, you fancy, not fancy them, but you say they have a chance against Liverpool and City. Definitely. Interesting. Definitely, I think I think Spurs are without Deli Ali, mm-hmm. Harry Kane, and they're still pulling out results. They're still pulling out results. So I think this is definitely a free a free horse race. I mean, I don't think they'll win it, mm. but I think they're definitely in contention to win it. You've got to really consider them. I suppose so. I can't help but feel though the fact that they have Deli Ali and Kane out and um. Son was out for a bit. It just shows that they don't really have a squad depth. I mean, they've been, I think it's fair to say, I think we said this last week, that they're somewhat have been riding their luck a little bit. They've just about won games. They haven't really looked convincing. And a team like Liverpool or City, they can have some of their top players injured, but they've got a squad depth. So they'll continue to win games by massive margins. And I think between now and the end of the season, Tottenham could get more injuries and you know, their squad depth could cause a massive problem for them again. I guess that's why I'm kind of forecasting that they've written off already. See, I think you say that, but I don't think Liverpool's squad depth is, you know, particularly great. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, if any of the front three get injured, mm. or Van Dijk, or or Alisson, I think we're, we're sort of, we're struggling a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, it's interesting you say that because I, I caught a bit of the Liverpool game yesterday and I haven't really avidly watched Liverpool this season. I've like really paid attention to them at the beginning of the season and more recently and I've noticed that their midfield is almost like coming of age. Not coming of age, that's the wrong term, but like Fabinho is playing really well now. Cater is playing really well. Um, and these are two players in particular that you brought in and took a while to like you know, really look good in the squad and, you know, keep people like Henderson out, uh, somewhat Milner, um, 
somewhat Shakiri at the moment. So you've definitely got a, a quite a nice depth in midfield for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I, I definitely think midfield is one of our strongest points mm. of depth. Um, I mean, all this is sort of the stuff I was going to um, come on to later. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that definitely sort of Van Alden back is uh, wow, it's it's done wonders for us. Great goal as well. Yeah, Smashing yeah, brilliant, goal. brilliant touch, and a you know keeper keeper being what three yards off his line, he's managed to lob him is yeah. unbelievable. But um, but I think we have to start with City. I think that. What I watched today is nothing short of a mauling. Mm, absolutely. And I mean, that they they just look like champions. Yeah. And I think what, and what I found amazing is that they're so <laughs> relentless. Because I looked at the game and I don't think Chelsea played massively badly. I mean, they weren't great and they were quite lacklustre and didn't really know. There was a lot of times where I saw Kante and Jorginho both not moving so they think oh you're going to get it oh no you're going to get it and that caused them a lot of problems um but i think it was more so city were excellent they just have that quality two touch football rarely ever a misplaced pass they know who's running where they don't need to think for too long before making a decision which i think a lot of other teams suffer from yeah everything just seems fluid with what city do mm. um i I just, I think that the way they play, that I, I mean, if I'm an opposition manager, I don't know how to set up against City when when I'm playing away mm-hmm. because <clears throat> Chelsea's sort of gone out there and tried to press them, mm-hmm. and they've worked through them. Yeah, they've just worked, they've just cut through them like you know, like nobody's business. And the issue you have is, is you know, it's that like catch twenty two. If you sit back, you're going to get attacked you know constantly mm-hmm. and they're gonna they're gonna make a breakthrough eventually yeah. but if you if you press them they're gonna break through you yeah so it's that catch 22 of of how you're gonna do it and what we saw today was chelsea pressing but because city were you know working the ball out wide and sort of you know all these these quick exchanges chelsea just didn't have the legs after about 35 40 minutes mm. So it's, it's how, it's how you have to go about things. And this is, this is the issue people are facing along with the fact that people are coming into form now, Hmm. you know, Aguero, I mean, what he's doing now is unbelievable. I mean, he scored, I think he scored 11, 11, two, two, yeah, Yeah. and Hmm. it's like, I mean, got some incredible stats he has scored eight goals in 2019 that is more than Southampton Watford (laughs) Chelsea Cardiff Newcastle Everton West Ham Brighton and Huddersfield I thought you were going to say all put together then I would be even more (laughs) impressed (laughs) no but in 2019, he scored more than them. In mm-hmm. eight days, he has scored as he has scored as many Premier League home goals mm-hmm. than Huddersfield have all season. Mm. Like, it's incredible. Like, he's not slowing down. Yeah, and it's. I mean, it would have been more if it wasn't for the fact that he 
you know, missed an absolute sitter yeah. within the first couple of minutes. But it's it's all down to the way they play. They've got such a good attacking outlet. And everyone's looking to, you know, come inside from the wing and they're looking to play balls across a six-yard box. And that's exactly what he wants because he's a poacher. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Amongst other things, he's a poacher. He's someone that is going to stand around the opposition penalty area and just wait for scraps. Yeah. And he it is proving to be such a winning formula at the minute mm. because of how specifically because of how they play, you know, with Sterling and Prasane when he plays Bernardo Silva, who I think is an unbelievable footballer. Yeah, I wanted to really mention actually Bernardo Silva and Sterling today and also Zinchenko. I thought Zinchenko had an excellent game. And the reason why I want to mention them is um, both incredibly skillful players, uh, Silva and Sterling. But what I love what they do is, I think Chelsea are renowned for being somewhat uh, a weighty team, like big team, big players, push you off the ball. But players like Silva and Sterling, you can push them all you want. It doesn't matter. They've kind of changed the way that British football has been played. And if you've got pace and skill, then you get past the player, even if you're seen to be weak. Um, and I just thought, yeah, Sterling in particular, every time he got the ball, he took on his man. He won the penalty off Azpilicueta. And I think he was uh, their most dangerous player. I know Aguero got the hat-trick, but I think, yeah, Sterling was the most dangerous player on the pitch today. Uh, yeah, also, I mean, I, go on, sorry. No, all I was going to mention was the work rate. Yeah. I think the work rate of both of them, uh, you know, they're up and down the pitch all the time. Yeah, and it's sort of and and as a unit, I think that 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 I mean, they're just they're just unbelievable. They are. It's going to take something spectacular to stop them from winning the league. I think as well. I wanted this is the reason I wanted to mention Zinchenko, and you mentioned their work rate. I think he had a gr- great tenacity today. Read the game well, intercepted like we used to seeing Kante intercept over the past few years, um, and that's I think that was the difference today. Fernandinho, Zinchenko, even De Bruyne were getting themselves into positions where they were making these crazy interceptions, tackling players in their own half. It was, yeah, I think, yeah, that was the difference. The the tenacity, the, uh, what's that word that means you uh, anticipate, the anticipation, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, and, and that's the killer thing for everyone else is because if you had to pick a possible weakness for City, you'd probably say left-back because Mendy's been out injured for so long. Mm. It was always a bit of an unsettled position, but if Zinchenko can consistently play the way he did today, mm-hmm. then, I mean, I I don't know where a weakness comes from. The only weakness that I can find is if you, you know, Fernandinho's out injured. Mm. Um, but apart from that, City look, City look unstoppable. And, I've, as much as it pains me to say, I think that they'll be um, holding ho- holding the trophy aloft at the end of the season. Mm. It's it's funny because like I I do believe the same, and even though it's you look at the league, it's actually in Liverpool's favour. Um, you can't help but think City look a bit more dominant. I mean, Liverpool won convincingly this weekend but not as convincing as beating Chelsea 6-0. I think that's Chelsea's <laughs> biggest ever defeat in Premier League history. Is it really? 
I think so, yeah. Wow. I mean, where's, where's it going wrong for Chelsea? In fact, I, sp- <coughs> I was speaking to someone earlier and we were saying, we we're talking about Sarri and his amazing story. I remember not too long ago, I watched a mini documentary on, I think it was Football Focus or something. And it's talking about how he's gone from being a banker in, in a small town in Italy, um, working his way through the leagues. And now he's at Chelsea. And although it's a beautiful story, it has happened fairly quickly. And I think he's starting to be a bit found out. I think he's actually somewhat out of his depth and maybe could have done with maybe more time at Napoli, more time in a league that he's familiar with. Maybe he should have won a league before Chelsea bring him in. I think it's we're starting to see signs of him running out of ideas and you know his lack of experience starting to show. He's clearly very, very stubborn. He's still playing Jorginho, who just gets worse and worse, Dan. <laughs> What's going on with Jorginho? <laughs> He's he's just outrageously bad. He he always wants to be on the ball, but he doesn't do anything with it. The amount of times I saw him get tackled today in dangerous positions. He gets the ball really deep, turn around, turns around and gets tackled. Why? What's the point in him? <laughs> I mean, I I don't think Sarri's a bad manager. I don't think you can become a bad manager overnight. I think what he done, I think he done well with Napoli. I just think that, like you said, he's stubborn, and I think that the the problem is, is he sort of he's already made his bed by saying that he's not prepared to put Kante back in that position, mm-hmm. um, and that's I think that's his main issue is the legs in the centre midfield. As soon as someone sort of has a handle on Jorginho, mm. Chelsea are sort of are stuck for ideas. Absolutely, um, I. I actually didn't think Chelsea played that badly today. I think mm. they were carved open very, sort of, you know, very easily. But I still thought, you know, the first half especially, I thought Higuain, you know, looked decent. I thought he sort of, the little bits that he was able to do, um, sort of forced a good save from Edison. Mm. Um, is always looking for that, that sort of, the switch out wide and then sort of running it, trying to run in through the defenders. Yeah. Um, I think I think that that will end up becoming something pretty decent, um, but they came up against a formidable opponent today, mm. and that's that's the issue. I mean, I think Chelsea probably do have some underlying issues. I mean, you can't go and lose four nil away to Bournemouth mm. and not question anything. Um, I mean, I did see a tweet that said sort of this is what Chelsea get for selling top players and bringing in players that aren't as good bringing in Jorginho um, basically <laughs> well I mean it's, it's sort of yeah replacing Jorginho replacing Kante with Jorginho replacing Courtois with Kepa yeah um, you know what I mean they had a they had a John Terry at the back replacing Diego with Costa Kehu. with Morata yeah and that and that's it and I think that sort of Rudiger and Louise, don't get me wrong, they can be solid, but you want a defence that is solid, not can be solid. Yeah. Um, so I think they have issues to iron out, but I don't think it's all that bad. I, I don't think they'll make the Champions League spot. I don't think they'll make fourth. Well, this is what um, I was going to ask. Is the fourth, fourth spot now, um, is it becoming a two-horse race or a three-horse race? like the top of the league. Uh, I, st- I still think it's a free horse race. I, I do still think it's a free horse race. Um, Are we saying, is that 
uh, Arsenal, Chelsea and Manchester United three horse race. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think United will get it on the way the run's gone so far. But it's not. It's still not a given. It's still not because if United do slip up, if they do win this run, you know Arsenal and Chelsea do have the potential to put a string of results together. Mm-hmm. But it's just whether not, or not, not Shea given they do. Yeah, it's not Shea given. You're yeah. right. It's not <laughs> Shea given. <laughs> um, just to quickly include Manchester United and Arsenal in, into it. Um, I personally over the weekend have was a bit disappointed by Arsenal. Not because I want them to do well, but just because I feel they should have battered Huddersfield. Uh, I mean, anyone should batter Huddersfield, really, shouldn't they? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't massively convincing. A two-one win against Huddersfield. I just, yeah, but I don't think they. I don't think anything Arsenal do at the moment is really convincing. Well, I just I um, thought Alec, Lacazette would get a hat trick. I put him in my fantasy squad, made him captain, and he let me down. So did Kalasenac. Uh, he went and got an assist, and I went great assist and a clean I, sheet. This is fantastic. Then he gets a yellow card and lets one in. I could actually go one better than that. Go on. I put my captain as Marcus Rashford. Ah, oh, Rashford was in my team as well. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't think Arsenal will. Um, I don't think Arsenal set the world alight. I still think he, like I said the other week, he still needs a few more transfer windows to implement what he wants. Mm. Um, I'm still not sold on quite a few of their players, Kalasnac and Awobi included. Yep. They can still get results because of how good they are, you know, how, how good their two strikers are. And if they're able to feed their two strikers, then I think they can win them games. I'll tell you what, to end this uh, this part of the podcast... Can you give me your prediction for what the top six would look like at the end of the season? Well, I think a lot of it rides on Manchester United because Manchester United have both City and Liverpool coming mm-hmm. to Old Trafford. Yep, I'm going to batter you both. Um, I think in reverse order, mm-hmm. I think it'll be Arsenal. At number six, Chelsea, mm-hmm. United, yep, Tottenham, mm-hmm. Liverpool, yep, City. Seems seems fair, similar to what I would go for. Although I would probably swap United and Tottenham. <laughs> of course you would. Of course you would. <laughs> Got to be confident, man. <laughs> yeah, confident. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I wish I had your confidence. <laughs> Okay, I think uh, that would do for part one. Uh, In part two, we're going to talk about the bottom half of the table. Welcome back to part two of the Generic Football Show. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I always find that funny. Um, So Dan, bottom of the table, uh, as it stands, it pretty much looks like Huddersfield and Fulham are going to go down. Um, where it gets exciting is the next, I think, five teams. Literally three points separates them. So in there we've got Southampton, Newcastle, Cardiff, Burnley, Brighton and Hove Albion and Crystal Palace. What do you make of their situation? I don't know <laughs> is, is, is the brutal, honest answer. Mm-hmm. Um, like you, 
I echo your thoughts about Fulham and Huddersfield. I don't think that I think Fulham's defence is so bad that they it doesn't matter who you get in up front, they're always gonna leak goals. Yeah. Um Huddersfield are just a shambles. Mm-hmm. Um I would go I, I think I think that Southampton will be safe. Um, although they're in the relegation zone at the minute, I mm-hmm. think they will be safe. Um, and I think it's because of who they've got up top. I think that under Hassan Hootel, uh, Redmond's done really, really well. Mm-hmm. And um, and I've, I've got a lot of time for Danny Ings when he's fit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you would, wouldn't you? God, yeah. <laughs> uh, the um, Crystal Palace are always going to be a threat with Zaha, mm-hmm. who I think is probably the best, the best player outside of the top six. Interesting, interesting. Hmm. See, the thing is, I'd say Cardiff will go down, but the fighting spirit they showed at the weekend, yeah, is is something to be commended. Yeah, I've grown to quite like Cardiff. At the start of the season, I thought they were huge imposters. I thought they shouldn't be. They, I always feel every season there's one team at least who just don't even look like a Premier League team. Look like they're imposters. They should be in the Championship. League One maybe. And that's what I thought of Cardiff until recently. I think there's always, again, one team that starts the season dreadfully and you think it's over by Christmas. And then they show this incredible fighting spirit. And that team this year, I think, is Cardiff. Yeah, I mean, they've... I think that they they have to show a lot of fighting spirit to stay up. Yeah. Just because of the lack of quality mm-hmm. um, in some areas. Um, and I, I think it's probably between them and, dare I say it, Newcastle. Hmm. Um, and I think it all depends on how. Is it Almiron? Almiron, the new, the new, uh, Newcastle signing they got from the MLS. Oh yeah, it costs just over twenty million. I've heard things. I think it depends but... on how he does. Yeah, I mean, no disrespect to the MLS, but I was saying to a friend the other day, could you imagine a player coming up like Jaden Sancho has recently? Rarely do we see a player come up in a completely different league outside of the Premier League and make it into the England squad. I asked my friend, could you imagine a young English player coming up in the MLS and being taken seriously in terms of consideration for the England squad? And he just said no. So it's hard to really judge a player's quality based on how well they've done in the MLS, I feel. And and that's it. And that's it. Because it's, it's two different girls of fish. Yeah. I mean, they've... I mean, the MLS, as far as I'm concerned, is sort of where most careers go to die. Mm-hmm. Because that's, you know, that's where you'll get all the golden generation go, mm-hmm. you know, when they're, thir- when they're 33 plus. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so he he could, by all means, be, you know, unbelievable. He could tear up trees. But... I mean, is he even going to be fit as well? Because this is their off-season, so they might have to wait a little while for him to be fit. Mm. Um, but I think it's probably between Newcastle and Cardiff. Um, I think if Rafa 
can sort of mastermind them surviving again. I think this will be one of his biggest achievements because I just think that there's, I mean, there's just such a lack of, there's just a lack of goals. I like Rondon. I do like Rondon, but if Rondon's injured, they've got to rely on Hosselu. Hello, man. And, oh, so yeah. Mm-hmm. And Hosselu is dreadful. Like, I mean, I didn't even, oh, he's just bad. <laughs> he's just bad, bad. So, I... So you're saying that, Newcastle or Cardiff will go down essentially? Yeah, I'm saying new. I'm, if if I had to, if I had to put my hat on one of them, I'd probably just go Cardiff, just because they've got, just because Newcastle have got Rafa. Hmm. Well, I I personally think that uh, I think it's going to be an interesting one, and I think it could go to the very last game of the season. I hope it does for the sake of entertainment. Um, if it does, I controversial. I think Brighton might be the ones to go down. Oh, really? Well, I look at it and I think, um, in terms of squad, I think after Huddersfield and maybe Cardiff, Brighton have the worst squad, I think. I don't really look in that team and see many players that I think are Premier League players, dare I say it. Um, Yeah, so I think they're going to struggle. I think Burnley are safe. I wanted to talk about Burnley in particular, because a few weeks ago I mentioned to you the reason why Burnley started the season so badly was because of Joe Hart. And I think the proof is in the pudding. Tom Heaton's come in. He has been incredible. And Burnley have played a lot better. They looked really good yesterday. And I, Tom Heaton was man of the match. And I think it goes to show that Joe Hart is a detriment to your squad. <laughs> what, to, to any squad? Yeah, I, I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a big call. It's a big call. Tom Heaton for England, man. I think he's... Pickford's been great, but I think Tom Heaton, in the last few games, if he can keep up this consistency, then I think he's England's number one. I, I, yeah, I, I'd agree with you, because I don't think Jordan Pickford's actually been that good. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Burnley are, Burnley are safe. Burnley are coming back to their solid base. What You know, what they were good at last year, they're, they're starting to become hard to beat. Yeah. Um, they're root... They're quite a... Not route one, but they're like... Quite an old school squad. You know how back in the day, you know when me and you played football and this 5-3-2, formation stuff, diamond, didn't exist. Everything was just straight 4-4-2. Four, four, Defenders wouldn't pass the ball. They would clear it. And you would always have <laughs> two strikers. I think that was just more down to the lack of quality that, that we played with. <laughs> Maybe. Rather than anything else. And you always had two strikers. I look at Burnley as that club. They're just old school. Their manager yeah. you know, probably tells really bad dad jokes and everyone loves him for trying, but it's a bit bit awkward. You know, Burnley is that squad. <laughs> they probably I have think, like a yep. end of the season awards evening in a social club somewhere in the local community. Definitely. That is, <laughs> that is proper Sean Deutsch as well. Absolutely. That is proper yeah. down the con club. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, they're, they're conventional. They just have that conventional 4-4-2 Lumber up to the big man. Yep. Um, you know, decent wingers that are going to cross it in. Yeah. Which is why they've brought Peter Crouch. It's perfect. It's, you know. I can't wait to see him score a goal. You know what I would love? This is the perfect scenario. If it comes to the last day of the season 
and all these clubs we're talking about are like involved in this you know it, anything could happen any of these teams could go down and if Peter Crouch comes in to score the goal to keep Burnley safe and put Brighton and Hove Albion down ah oh, that would be a dream that would be such a dream what? for, for the, any neutral I believe do you know who Burnley have got last game of the season oh please tell me it's someone like Cardiff it's Arsenal ah <laughs> oh. They can win that. Because by then, Arsenal, Arsenal like we both said, Arsenal will be sixth. Playing for nothing, they'll be four points behind fifth. Uh, five points ahead of uh, seventh. They'll literally have nothing to play for. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably have like a terrible, a terrible centre-back partnership of like... Mustafi. Um, Mustafi and Koscielny. Oh, yeah. That's, wait, that's actually their first, that's actually their first team. Yeah, that's um, absolutely Kieran that, Dyer. That's that's awkward. <laughs> Proper Kieran Dyer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that yeah, I think Cardiff will join the Huddersfield and, and Fulham and going down. I think it'll only be just. But yeah, that's what I think. It's a real shame. Just just before we finish this chapter, I want to just say what a shame it is that Fulham aren't performing well. Because I think they have a really good team and they've got a, a league winning manager. I think Mitrovic is amazing. I think um uh what's his name? The guy used to play for Chelsea. How have I forgotten his name? With a blonde hair. Scores volleys a lot. Sherla. Sherla, yeah, Sherla's great. Sessignon's a bright talent. At the start of the season I was super excited that Fulham were back in the Premier League and was hoping they'll be like a stay. They spent over a hundred million. Uh, yeah, exactly. I d I don't understand like... where it's gone wrong for them. But the thing is, is if you look at their defense, it's mishmash. There's a, there's a lot of, you know, the tinker man is tinkering, mm. and Dennis Adoy against United on Saturday was, I mean, it was embarrassing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know he's, yeah, I, I thought he played right back a fair few times, um, but it didn't look like it. And just so we're, you know, just before we go any further, that Martial goal. Yep. That everyone is raving about. Oh, you're going to play it down, aren't you? If that Fulham centre back decided to actually make a challenge, it wouldn't have happened. But he couldn't have made the challenge because Martial is that quick that he ran past yeah, him before he, he made the decision whether he's going to make a challenge or not. That that's it. Don't give me that. It was <laughs> awful defending. It was awful from the. Oh, it was just terrible. And that epitomizes everything that Fulham's been about this season. It was, it wasn't, I mean, don't get me wrong, quick feet from Marshall, but he shouldn't have had the chance to. Mm-hmm. He should have been wiped out. They should have got a free kick and nothing would have come of it. Should have been wiped out. Yeah. Like Pedro Mendes that time back in the day. Oi, that was, that was horrible. That was total wipeout. Ben Thatcher is a bad, bad man. Yep. Well, that will do it for part two. Uh, in part three, we're going to quiz each other on red versus blue. Ooh. <laughs> and <laughs> welcome back to part number three of uh, this week's generic football show. So, Dan, you are 2 0 down currently. And, Just quickly, uh, do you want to tell everyone why this is a red versus blue quiz? Because even I don't know why this is a red versus blue quiz. Well, initially, I mean, you rectified me at the very start of this podcast, but 
I saw the league as a two-horse race between a red team and a blue team. So I just thought, ah, oh, you know, red teams, blue teams, let's play on that a little bit. Okay, cool. Is, it, is, that, is that fair? Yeah, that's, 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 that's absolutely fine. I've got some banging questions. Okay, great. You know, when you said that, I thought you were trying to call me. I thought you did know why I suggested red versus blue, but just thought it was stupid. So you wanted all the people to hear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, if I lose, it's stupid. <laughs> I've prepared some good questions for you too. Okay, so I can't remember who went first last week. Um, so I don't I know. I think I, I think that it's you. I think it's my turn to ask you questions first. Okay. Cool. Well, whenever you're ready, sir, um, hit me. Right. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to go along the route of the Merseyside Derby for my first question. Okay. Of the current Liverpool and Everton squads, mm-hmm. who, which player has the most Merseyside Derby goals? Ooh. Um current squad so I'm guessing it's got to be a player who's played for the team for the longest oh of the squads so yeah. this player might not so, currently be in the first team but in the squad well he's just he he's just it, it's just in either of the either of the teams okay oh I feel like this it can't be it's not a trick question of course it's not a trick question but I just I'm being cautious not to think it's someone obvious like I don't think it'll be Salah scores a lot but that's oh hang on no no idiot for some reason I had in my head you bought Sane from Everton but you bought Sane from Southampton not Sane sorry Mane Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I reckon Leighton Baines has got a few penalties Uh, ah Yeah, why not? I'm going to go... Oh, wait, wait. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm going to say... Daniel Sturridge. That's the best noise I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) I changed my mind last minute, like Shevchenko in the uh, Champions League final. (laughs) Yes. Um, And what have you gone for? I've gone for um, Daniel Sturridge. And who did you go for before? Ah, uh, Leighton Baines. Did you go for Leighton Baines before? Yeah. Oh, oh mate. Was it Leighton Baines? No, it's Daniel Sturridge. Oh, it was Daniel. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, that was Four such, goals. A, such a lucky guess, man. Four goals. Four goals. I had in my head it would probably be someone who's maybe played for Everton for years and just scored here and there because they've been playing for 10 years. That's why I thought Leighton Baines, but... No, I'm glad it was storage. I'm glad I changed my mind last minute. <laughs> Wicked. Okay, Dan. I have... Uh, I've got a few of those questions, actually, that require you to answer a certain amount to get one point. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come to those ones. Uh, first oh, of all, okay. I'm going to say, since the 99 to 2000 season, i.e. the season where you first started watching football, I believe, has the league yeah. been won more by a team who wears primarily red or by a team who wears primarily blue? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Good question. That's a, Thank you. That's a great question. 
That's a great. I'm going to go primarily blue. Final answer. Yes. Okay. I'm afraid you're incorrect. (laughs) It's been won 10 times by a red team. Um, Nearly all of those times have been Man United, apart from the one time Arsenal won. Um, And nine times by a blue team, which includes Chelsea, Man City and Leicester. Yeah, see, I thought Leicester. I thought the only reason that that, I went blue is because I thought Leicester's going to be the game changer. Well, interesting fact, a red team hasn't won it for like five years, not since last last time Man United won. Um, But obviously 99 to 2000, Man United won, and that was the difference. In the last 18 years, it's been won nine and nine times by blues and reds. Jesus. Yeah, interesting question. Never won by a, a team who wears white. That was a little sly right. dig at Tottenham, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, I tell you what, next episode, we need to see why you've got so much hatred on Tottenham. I, I, you know what? I kind of like Tottenham. I just find it, they're the easiest team to take the mick out of. I can take you the mick out of any them. other team and they can say something back and I can be like, oh, fair enough. <laughs> Tottenham can't say anything. But top, but, so, so what you're basically saying is Tottenham have nothing about them? No, they're like notoriously second best. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Cheers. Um, right, moving swiftly on. Cool. Um, both Nicholas Anelka mm-hmm. and Olivier Giroud yeah. have played for Arsenal and Chelsea. Okay. But what I want to know is, is who has scored the most career goals? What, just generally? Yeah. That's surely got to be Nicholas Anelka. You're that confident? Yeah. Like, how many do you think he's won by? Like, 80? Yeah? I'd, yeah, I think it's it's, it's got to be huge. I I don't see Giroud as a massive goal scorer, and I know Anelka scored 20-plus goals a season a couple of times. You're right, it is Anelka, but he's only scored 14 more goals than Giroud in his career. Oh, Really? Wow, I've never really seen... I'm guessing I'm taking for granted what Giroud did before he came to the Premiership. Well, I mean, you're also taking for granted what he done in the Premiership. He scored quite a few goals for Arsenal. Really? Has he ever scored more than 20 in a season? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm sure he has. Fair enough. I'm not giving him enough credit. But that's 2-0? Still, still top? This is great. I'm oh, cheers. <laughs> um, okay, this is uh, one of those big questions. I like these ones. Can you name the 11 players who have, played, who have played for Liverpool and Manchester City in the past 20 years? I'll take, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll take seven for a point. Oops. <coughs> right, okay. In the last 20 years, yeah? Yeah. So since 99, seven. essentially. Yeah. Right, Craig Bellamy. Yep. Steve McManaman. Yep. Robbie Fowler. Yep. Deep Mahaman. Yep. James Milner. Yep. Daniel Sturridge. Yep. Nicholas Anelka. Yep, you can keep going. That's seven, though. Uh, um, David James. Yep. 
There's three more. Who else would that be? Mario Balotelli. Yep. You are smashing this. Two more. Two more. That you've had so far. Raheem, Raheem Sterling. Did you say Sterling already? No. Okay. Yep. One more. I think uh, so. Yeah, I can't remember who you said it from one. No, no, I'm out. I can't, can't think of the last one. So, just to reel them off, you've got Robbie Fowler, played for City between yep. 03 and 06 in Liverpool uh, from 1990 to 2001, and then again between 06 and 07. Um, yep. Nicholas Anelka, did you mention him? Yep. Yeah, he was on loan at Liverpool for one season and then played for City for three seasons. Um, Raheem Sterling, obviously Liverpool 10 to 15, City 2015 to current. David James... Uh, James Milner, who went the other way in the Raheem Sterling deal. Dietmar Harman, um, Craig Bellamy, Steve McManaman, and I think this is the one you missed, Colo Torre. Of course. Colo, 09 to 13 Colo, and then went to Liverpool. Um, <laughs> Daniel Sturridge, of course, and Mario Balotelli. Well done. Thank uh, you. You Thank smashed you. that one. Well done. Right. The most random, yep. possibly, possibly the most random question we'll ever have. Okay. William Gallas. Yep. Played for both Chelsea and Arsenal. And Tottenham, yeah. Who did he score? Yeah, yeah, you have a Tottenham shirt with Gallas on it, don't you? I've still got it, yeah. <laughs> Shout <laughs> out, Ginge. <laughs> um, who did he score the most goals for, Arsenal or Chelsea? Ah, hmm. oh, tough one. I am gonna say Arsenal. Complete guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's Arsenal. Yeah, I'm too good at this, man. I'm just getting all he's these got, guesses wrong. Seventeen goals for Arsenal. Wow, it's impressive for a defender. He scored fourteen for Chelsea. Still impressive for a defender. Some defenders scored five in their like whole life. Um, yeah, nice one. Cool. So three one. Cool. Three, All right. Three one. Yeah. Cheers. Move on. Move on. Uh, this question. There's probably a few different answers, but in my research, I could only find two. So, can you name the two goalkeepers who have played in both Merseyside derbies and Manchester derbies? Oh, both Merseyside and Manchester Derby. Yeah. And if you get one that I haven't got, I'm gonna to have to quickly research. <laughs> David James. Correct. <sighs> this is in the Premier League era as well, by the way. Ah, oh, Tim Howard. Ah, correct. 
Ding. Yes. <laughs> well done. Three, two. Um, Question number three. Question number four. Four. Right, current. Right, we'll go. So, going back to the Manchester Manchester derby. Yep. Can you name? This is for the. Um, this is for both point. Well, this is for one point. You got to name both bits. All right. Okay. Cool. Can you name Manchester City's top scorer in the Manchester derby? And how many goals he scored? Um, he's in their current team. Yeah. Manchester City's top goal scorer. How many goals he scored? Um. Who tends to score against us? I feel like it's probably. I would say Vincent Company's got a few headers. I'm not going to go with that though. Vincent Company. Does David Silva ever nick a little goal against us? I think Aguero is the obvious answer, but I feel like when we play against City, we normally concede from set pieces, and it's normally that massive head of Vincent Company. <laughs> the five head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Vincent Company, and yeah. I'm going to make a stab and say five. Okay, all right. So the correct answer was Sergio Aguero. Oh, it was Aguero. And he scored nine goals against you. Oh, I was way off. I don't know why I thought Aguero doesn't score against us, but you know, every time Man City beat Man United, I raise it for my memory. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens. Fair enough. Okay, so it's still 3-2, and I'm giving you your fourth question, Dan. Okay, so it's uh, another one of those questions where you have to name a few. Um... Can you name the six players that have won the Premier League with a team who has blue and have also won a Premier League with a team that wears red? I will accept four for the point. You'll accept four for the point? Yeah. <clears throat> Sesc Fabregas? Uh, no. Oh, Incorrect. No. You never won it with Arsenal. That's the only one I was confident with. <laughs> um, right. How many guesses do I get? Uh, I'll give you ten. You'll give me ten? Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> right, let's chuck out of random names out there. Right, so red red and blue, yeah? Yep. Carlos Tevez. Correct. Manchester United and Manchester City. Um... When I say 10, I mean including the ones that you've got right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, red and blue. That's a, that's a head scratcher, that is. Uh, Ashley Cole. Correct, yeah, you won it with Arsenal and Chelsea. players that have won it there's there's loads <clears throat> I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to say it because it's probably and it's probably not gonna be it but Varon no incorrect I'm afraid I thought he won it with Chelsea I think he left he played only like one or two seasons for Chelsea I don't think they won it in that time um 
mate. You've done me here. You've done me a kipper. I've got to get two more, haven't I? Yep. So far, you've got Ashley Cole and Carlos Tevez. Oh, my lord. Um, oh, I'm in pieces. <laughs> Absolute bits. Um, there's definitely one I don't think you'll get, but there's two you'll kick yourself if you don't get. trying to think of all the tips. So United and Arsenal are the only teams in red that have won the league. And then you've got Leicester. Has anyone won it with Leicester? Yeah, all well, the Leicester players won it with Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> um, Man City and Chelsea. So with Lampard, with Drogba, with, with Terry, it'll be... I'm having a I'm having a mare <laughs> I need to get this as well oh no uh, I might just start tucking some names out there go for it um, I am going to go with Owen Hargreaves nope never won it with Man City um, <laughs> did he even win it with United he must have sorry carry on yeah, yeah, I'm sure, yeah, he won it at United because that he didn't you win the Champions League and the Premier League at the same time? Didn't you win the double? When uh, John Terry slipped. I should know this, shouldn't I? <coughs> I'm just oh, double checking no, the answer, but I, it didn't come up in my research. Won it in red. Won it in blue. No, I, I'm so close to giving up. So close to giving up because I ain't got a clue. Uh, there is. Oh, mate. No, you've done me. You've done me. You want the answers? Yeah, yeah go on. So you successfully got Ashley Cole, who won it with Arsenal and Chelsea, and Carlos Tevez, who won it with United and City. You missed Henning Berg, who won oh, it with yeah. Blackburn Rovers and Manchester United. Henning uh, Berg. You missed Gail Clichy, who won it with Arsenal and City. Oh, of course. Nicholas Anelka, who won it with Arsenal and Chelsea. Who has literally been every answer for any <laughs> yeah. other thing that we've done. And Colo Torre, who won it with Arsenal and City. Oh Jesus Christ! Kicking yourself. What's the score? Uh, three two. Is that my last question? No, you've got one more. Yes, I have. <laughs> so you can still. All right, okay. That's a, that is a hateful question, by the way. <laughs> right, okay. Other side of the Manchester derby. <laughs> Who is Manchester United's top goal scorer? And how many goals did he get? And he's currently in the squad now. I am not at liberty to say. Oh, it's got to be. Got to be. Um... Got to be Wayne Rooney. 
I'll tell you what, I'll give it you within within two goals. Within two goals, okay. I'm going to say... Within two goals. Wayne Rooney with eight. <laughs> I was miles off, weren't I? You were right with Wayne Rooney, but it was 11. Oh, <laughs> oh that's so big. <laughs> so I don't, get, I don't get the correct answer for that. No, I don't. No. Um, that makes it spicy. Oh. I said that too quickly and confidently. I should have thought about it. Oh, well. Okay, your last question, Dan. This is to save it and take it to sudden death. We need to get some, like, we need to get some, like weakest link yeah. noise going on. That's the weakest link noise. Yep, dropped in. <laughs> um, okay, so my last question is, there are currently 20 teams in the Premier League. There will be next year as well, as it happens. Um, oh. <laughs> out of the current 20 teams are there more home jerseys which use red as a primary as a primary colour or blue as a primary colour barring okay, Crystal right, Palace so who have red and blue that's what I was just about to say what about Palace yeah barring Palace okay alright let's work this out hold on so primary colours so what if you have stripes yeah it's, as long as it's one of the main colours so it can be one of the stripes okay. alright cool alright so you got and by the Arsenal. way West Ham and Burnley don't count as red or blue okay you got Arsenal Liverpool Man United are red who else are red who else are red hold on let's go blue you got Chelsea you've got Brighton you've got Huddersfield you've or Everton. Uh, what for the yellow and black? West Ham and Burnley. Do. Cardiff and blue. That's five. Uh, uh, I'm going blue. Final answer. Yeah. So I can reveal that the correct answer is blue. There yes! are seven teams yeah. who wear blue and five teams who wear red. Of course it is. And Crystal Palace who wear both. Ah, oh, so that that takes it to sudden death, really. I, I, and I've ne- we've never actually been to... I've never been this good to take it to sudden death. What does this mean? Surely we've got to have another I, question. We do. I'm a bit lost. We didn't work this out, did we? <laughs> we didn't work this out. I thought I would win. <laughs> oh, no. As it's my turn to go first, should I just give you my question first? Hit me. Right. Again, within, you can be within, you can be within two goals. Okay. Okay. Owen Hargreaves. Yeah. Play for both Manchester United and Manchester City. Uh-huh. How many goals did he get combined for the two? I think it's called much. What a few penalties and shootouts. You know what? I swear he didn't even play for City. I mean, he played for City, but I don't think he played many games. I doubt he would have scored. Uh, I'm going to go... Two. You're going to go two? Yep. He scored... Two for United. Yep. 
and he scored one for City. Jeez! Bullet, fire, bullet, bullet and fire and fire and bullet. Yes. <sighs> I need to come up with harder questions, man. <laughs> so, you ready, Dan? I'm always ready. In February... Feb- February... February... <laughs> There's a weird R in it that no one pronounces. Have you ever noticed that? People say February, yeah. but it's February. Yeah. <laughs> That's a weird one. Anyway, in Feb 2010, Liverpool beat Everton 1-0 with a player being sent off from both sides. Pina saw red for Everton. Can you name the player who saw red for Liverpool? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Okay, I'll give you options. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Daniel Agger, Javier Mascarano, Emiliano Insua, or Kyriakos. Kyriakos. No. I can't say February. <laughs> <laughs> you know the guy, Kyriakos. Yeah, Satirius Kyriakos. Yeah. Cheers. Um. Oh, mate, I ain't got I ain't got a clue. Um, I am gonna <laughs> insure be useless for us, so I'm gonna go Emiliano insure. Final answer. Hold on. <laughs> oh no, it might be Kiriagos. Who was the other one? Aga, Insua, Kiriagos, and Mascarano. No, I'm going Insua. Okay, I can reveal to you that the correct answer is Kirigiakos. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. She was let me down again. So that means it's 3 0, Dan. 3 0. In the head to head, yep. I, I ain't playing anymore. <laughs> this is fantastic. Uh, maybe I'll make the questions right. easier for you next week. Yeah, yeah, maybe you could just ask me, like, what 2 plus 2 is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice one. Thank you, Dan. Uh, for letting me win again yeah no worries buddy and uh, I'll catch you next week thanks for listening everyone thank you for listening and I will see you next week yeah take care man you too bye bye